0: What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Yukon Hockey Podcast. My name is Matthew and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing former Yukon Hockey player, Spencer Nas. Before we get to Spencer's interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow us on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter at the UConn Hockey Podcast. The handles are at Yukon Hockey Pod. Uh, make sure you follow those accounts for updates on the team and updates on this podcast as well, and some other cool stuff uh, about Yukon hockey that I feel like people would like to see. So uh, make sure you follow those accounts. And also make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps the podcast grow, helps new people find us. And I truly appreciate it if you did those things. It means so much to myself. Now, obviously, like I mentioned before, I had the chance to interview former UConn hockey player Spencer Noss, and I had a fantastic time having the chance to talk to him. It was so much fun watching him as a player. He did so much for this program as he helped UConn to its first quarterfinal appearance in the hockey's Tournament, so it was fun to kind of reminisce on that season talking with him, but we also talk about other stuff as well. We talk about his journey to UConn being from Minnesota, and how they weren't really recruiting him at the time, they kind of just discovered him, which I thought was pretty interesting, and we also talk about what he's up to currently playing hockey in France, which I thought was pretty interesting as well, so I had a fantastic conversation with Spencer, he was one of my favorite players growing up, And uh, and he also gave me a puck, Uh, back in 2014, and I found that photo of me with the puck, and he's in the background of the photo, so I shared it on our social media accounts. If you want to check that out, I thought that was a pretty cool photo, but I would like to add that there was a poor connection uh, between myself and Spencer when recording this interview. Because of that, sometimes there's delays in the audio, and I did my best to edit it out to make it sound like a real conversation like we were in person, However, if you do notice some of these delays or audio issues, I sincerely apologize. It's just because of the poor internet connection that we had, but I did my best to edit it out. And to me, it sounds fine, but if it doesn't sound fine to you, then I apologize. So without further ado, here is the interview with Spencer Nas. I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed recording it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Yukon Hockey Podcast. We are in the second episode of our series called Off-Season Interviews, where we interview different UConn hockey players, current and past, about their college hockey experience and what they're up to currently. In today's guest, I'm joined by Spencer Noss. He was the assistant captain of the team for two seasons, and he also helped UConn through their first four years in Hockey East, and he also helped the team lead, helped the team to its first quarterfinal appearance in Hockey East as well. Um, He has tallied up 77 career points in the process of doing all these great things for this program. So, Spencer, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and how's everything going?
1: Thanks for uh, having me on, Matt. Appreciate it.
0: No problem. Well, I kind of want to start off with what you're up to currently. So just doing some research on yourself, it says you're currently playing hockey in France. And uh, what's France like as a country? I've never been to Europe before, so I'm curious from your perspective as a fellow American, how do you adapt to the culture and the new language that's there?
1: Yeah, France is great. The language was tough at times. I did say uh take some French, so that definitely helped. Um, we were about an hour north of Paris, a lot of time there, which was awesome. And uh yeah, really the um the hockey was good, lots of culture, the food is great, you know, I definitely got a chance to see pretty much most of the country. French Riviera and everything, uh, down there. And then North, you know, Normandy and Omaha beach, which is obviously a big thing. So, uh, overall a great country and really enjoyed the experience.
0: Yeah. And what's like the biggest difference between North American hockey and European hockey from your perspective, playing in both um, areas?
1: I think the first most obvious difference is the ice rink, uh, dimensions of the rink are bigger over there, um, so is a little different, it's a little less physical, you can't spend as much energy trying to chase, you know, body contact, so a skill skating game, that's fun to experience, uh, you know, playing my whole life in North America, it took me a little to some of that, but uh, I really did grow to like it.
0: Now, I kind of want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work up all the way until your end of your career with UConn. So uh, you're from Minnesota. How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport?
1: Yeah, I think you know, for, for kids to to pick up the game when they're pretty young. Uh, and he was kind of the one that that introduced, you know, me to the game. I have some pictures of me uh, in the basement when I was, you know, just a little tiny kid. So uh, really from, you know, the time I could walk I, and uh, really, you know, began at the age of eight or nine. And a lot of my friends, you know, were playing, it. grew up playing and it was sort of, Hockey all the time, whether knee hockey or you know, video games or or whatnot. It was, um, you know, it was a big part of my childhood.
0: And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Minnesota Wild, or was it a player on another NHL team?
1: I I grew up watching a lot of uh, Minnesota Wild. Sidney Crosby came into the league when I was about ten years old and first started watching professional hockey and. And getting more serious, um, he was my favorite player growing up, and kind of my main uh, inspiration
0: now something I found interesting about yourself is you never played juniors before heading off to uconn instead you played for your for two high schools in Minnesota called Blake School and Benild St Margaret so my question is what was your experience like at both those schools and talk about the high school hockey scene in Minnesota because I've heard it's really cool
1: yeah, it is really cool um i really don't think there's anything like minnesota high school hockey um compared to uh texas like high school football before and it's probably a pretty good comparison i mean it's really the biggest the biggest sport um, and um you know you're you're with your friends all day and then you go together and the school supports you, there's always a big student section. You know, we're lucky we didn't have to travel very far to to each game, 30 minutes at most, to to any opponent. Um, so my four years playing high school hockey, both at Blake and Benilde, to do it with, uh, with Johnny Austin, who, um, you know, ended up. And so we played together for eight straight seasons, actually.
0: That's awesome. What's like your favorite memory of from your high school hockey days?
1: Good question. Um, you know, unfortunately, we, we never made it, up, but we, we got very close. We played in a few section final game. I played in two outdoor games, uh, which was a lot of fun. I think really, when I look back, it's mostly just the day to day spending time with them. Um, And then some of those games that, you know, the route, you know, were really full uh, capacity wise. and, And so I think that's what I remember most when I look back.
0: Now talk about your recruiting process with UConn. Uh, How did that go for yourself? What attracted you to the program and what made you want to go out east and play for UConn, a new school, during the time when you were getting recruited in Hockey East and all that kind of stuff? So I'm curious from your perspective what attracted you to the school and what made you want to go there?
1: Yeah, I actually have an interesting uh, recruit. Coach Kavanaugh came out to watch two players um and and while he was watching uh johnny couldn't catch his eye and uh, a couple of days later we got a call and uh honestly i hadn't heard much of him. i knew it was a basketball school uh, but i knew very little about the hockey minnesota and uh we went out for our visits, you know, they were really interested and, and we were very intrigued by the you know, direction that the program was heading, the fact that they were going to hockey and, you know, I think that was really, you know, a big part, you know, the chance to compete against Boston College, Boston University, and the fact, you know, a big part of Boston College. and, and so. I think all those things attracted us to the program, and, and once we stepped foot on campus, you know, the camp, I think it was kind of an easy decision from there, and the fact that we were able to commit together, you know, even that, that much easier and, um, you know, quickly, you know, from, from the first time that Coach Cav watched, watched us play, I think maybe not even two months later.
0: Yeah, talk about what it was like playing under Coach Kavanaugh, and just uh, what's he like as a coach. Obviously, we see his intensity on the bench when we're watching games, but what's he like off the ice? And have you do you still talk to him today? Because I know a lot of he tries to keep up with a lot of his former players.
1: Yeah, um, you know, obviously, with me traveling and playing with the with the season, you know, we don't talk. Maybe I still definitely try to exchange texts and and probably talk on the phone. Or um, I always like to uh, to hear how the program's going. And but he's a very or he was a very demanding coach um, as the small details. And coming from high school, I really wasn't used to at the time. Um, so I think there was a little adjustment there, but looking back over the course of four years hockey player but also as a person um that emphasis on, on detail right way I think really ended up resonating with me and at that point I, I really enjoyed um playing for him and I you know it was he was new to head coaching too um uh, I think we were kind of learning and going through the process together and that was year by year, like which adjustments he would make. And, you know, from, from him and others, like he's still continuing to make those adjustments. So he's on to learn and, and improve. And I think you're seeing that with the
0: Now talk about your development with your time at UConn. Uh, What were some of the things you worked on the most and what was it like seeing the improvements that you made from your freshman year to your senior year?
1: Yeah, I think I came in one dimensional as a offensive player and to round out my game a little bit more. Um, And, you know, just learning how to play the game the right way I you know again came from high school where kind of the only foreign um now you get to college and Jack Eichel on Boston University and if you're not you're going to be in trouble so I think I really had to learn some of those game stick position angling um some of that stuff was was pretty big on emphasizing those so uh, after four years when I you know turned pro I faced you know from that standpoint being able to to play the game the right way
0: Now talk about what it was like playing in hockey and what your experience was like in the conference from your freshman year to your senior year as well because obviously you helped build the program and helped transition the program into a new conference, which not many players get to do. So I'm just curious from a player's perspective what it was like playing in that conference.
1: I loved playing in hockey. I mean, not going to lie, there were tough nights that first year. I mean, I remember going into – providence national championship that year and it was a tough game (laughs) and you know it it took a while for myself to to really continue to build up and feel comfortable in a lot of those now we certainly had good wins those first couple years but a night-to-night basis it took some time and it's just fun because you get to you know play against some great teams you know go up to vermont and maine and 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 play in some of these historic places where really hot the big thing in town and so i really enjoyed getting to see all those again being a midwestern kid i i hadn't spent any time Getting a chance to see that part of the country was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, and even though you had those tough losses like the 10-goal game against Providence, you did have some memorable moments your freshman year, most notably winning against Boston College in the very first home game in Hockey East. Uh, from a player's perspective, what was that win like for yourself? Because um, and, and up until last season, I've never seen the XL Center get that loud before, which was pretty cool to experience as a fan.
1: yeah that's certainly uh that's pretty memorable uh for myself and and my classmates when and when we reminisced about things um you know that was the game at home and playing boston college i think they were ranked three in the country they had tons of good players on that team yeah the XL center was just going crazy that night and then Way things worked out, it was, you know, Calf coaching against his former team and our tr- a transfer, Evan Richardson from Boston College ended up scoring the winning. Kind of just hung on to that 1 0 win. And it was a super fun game to be, a, you know, one that I'll always remember.
0: Now, I also have to ask you, because one of my very first games watching UConn in hockey was when you guys went up to BU and played Jack Eichel, and obviously, that was a very fun team to watch, just because there was a lot of hype surrounding that player, and they obviously ended up making it all the way to the national championship game, so I just want to ask you, what was it like playing against him, because I thought that was really cool, and you're one of the few UConn players to ever play against him.
1: Yeah, he uh, he stood out right away. Um players on the ice and he was certainly the best player on the ice. So I, you know, all the hype was legit around him, um, that year and, and led them to the national championship. I think it was pretty obvious take the next step and, uh, yeah, something all remember was getting the chance to play against him. And, uh, I, uh, yeah, I was very impressive.
0: Now, obviously, I'm going to skip ahead to your sophomore year because one of my favorite games uh, from that season was when you guys scored four straight unanswered goals to beat UNH in overtime and help secure home ice in the hockey's playoffs that season. So talk about what was said in that locker room when you guys were down, and uh, talk about how big that win was for your program to uh, come back and beat a really good team uh, in UNH that season.
1: Yeah, that was... A huge game, and and looking back, you know it was a small, you know home ice uh, for the first time in the playoffs for the program, and you know I think going into that third period, and um, you know it just wasn't looking very good, and I don't know, but I remember once we got one you know, the ball stands, uh, we kind of felt that momentum and, and then at a certain point overtime, and and you have all the momentum and, it, and it's like, you know, we're going to win this. Uh, my roommate, Corey Ronan ended up scoring the overtime winning goal. That was a, a pretty good feeling in the locker room after. And, uh, you know, maybe a game that gets overlooked a little bit. Um, It didn't have the home crowd like BC or or whatnot, but in in the program's history, I think, because we did take a step and and we did it in coming from behind and winning in overtime was pretty cool.
0: Now, in your junior season, you were named the assistant captain of the team and you also carried on wearing on the A for your senior year as well. So what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team? Were you a vocal leader or lead-by-example type of player?
1: yeah i was named one of the captains uh and and david drake who were also in my class and hey the year before you know we still felt like we were kind of all learning three captains that were all juniors and and so i remember just kind of let out and and see you know what kind of leadership looked like really um I didn't think any of us were probably like the most vocal guy speak up when we when we felt it was necessary. Um, to do things the right way on and off the ice Set a good example for the younger kids in that way. Going to class, showing up on time to all the meetings and workouts and whatnot and really just kind of like doing your job day to day and that's kind of what I want set an example through good habits and you know I hope I
0: now that season you helped UConn get its first ever trophy since 2003 by winning the desert hockey classic uh, talk about winning that trophy and playing those teams that you normally don't get to play and obviously that's the last Trophy that UConn has ever won in UConn hockey history, so that must feel pretty cool to uh, achieve another big step in the program's history. Uh, when you look back on just how much the program has developed since uh, you arrived,
1: yeah, looking back, that up handful of my favorite memories at UConn, really um, down there, and we played St. Cloud that first game, and they were won that game, and we were also missing some some good players because. You know, Tage was at the World Juniors, and I think Adam had been as well. And so, um, we really had to do it with, and we played really good hockey for those two games. And ever since I went there, a big emphasis was on winning, trying to win a trophy. Uh, To get it done felt pretty good, and I think Coach Gav was pretty excited. Yeah, it was just a, a lot of fun. It was. It was right by New Year's. I think a lot of people had family down there to watch the tournament. So I kind of remember just going out to like downtown Prescott and celebrating with mates and and all that. And it was a, a fun win and a fun week.
0: Yeah, another fun memory from that season was when your team got to play at Fenway Park in the Frozen Fenway game. I remember that game. It was probably the coldest I've ever been watching a hockey game ever in my life, but I'm assuming as a player, how cool was that experience to play at Fenway park? I know you said you've played in a few outdoor games in your high school hockey career, but I bet you it doesn't top playing at Fenway park, even though the result wasn't what you guys wanted.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that was an amazing, just the whole experiencing there. Um, Like that was one of my favorite parts, a relaxed environment. um, And like there, and just to play at a historic venue like that, you know, even just walking around in the tunnels underneath, uh, legendary baseball players have, have warmed up and played and it was a great experience. And obviously we wish the game would have gone you know, looking back, the the experience and, you know, it's really one of those things I'll, I'll always remember and uh, we were able to sh- share that together and um, definitely one of the coolest.
0: Now you also got to play with one of the best UConn hockey players of all time in Tage Thompson. I know you mentioned him uh, during this interview so I just want to ask you what was it like being his teammate and what was it like getting to play with him and is it cool to see the success that he's been having with the Buffalo Sabers in the NHL currently?
1: Yeah, it's been honestly, it, it's not super surprising. Um, but I think about with Tage was the step he took in second year at UConn. Um, he came in and he was super talented, and he had the size. Kind of, we could all see that um, when he came back that second year after a summer he was much kind of had filled out his body a little bit he was skating better and and that year and really impressed me Um, right away i was you know kind of becoming a pro right in front you know i i think he's just continued to to get back a great guy good teammate and you know always just just wanted to get back. Um, I'm really happy for him. I'm glad to see he's doing well and I expect him and, and hope to see him continue to play like that.
0: Yeah. It's crazy to think about because I'm pretty sure he was like 17 years old when he arrived to UConn. So he was just a kid basically. And to see how he's developed from his time at UConn to uh, with with Buffalo was kind of cool to, for me to see just because I was a big fan of him watching him play with UConn and, it's just it, for me. It's really cool as a fan as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you know when is the the ultimate level where they want to go, and you look back, he'll be in you know making the program what it was, and um, being a kind of kid that's from Connecticut and and choosing to go there when he, I think it said a lot at the time and is a big part of, of UConn hockey.
0: Now let's talk about your special year, which was the senior season that your team had. Um, I guess my first question to you is what made that team so special, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, well, that senior year we had um, a large – this was a big class. So we had a lot of guys that, that had been together for that. And, you know, the three years before that were year, but I think – you know, we felt like really now every year, like we, we should take another step and very close knit. Um, we had a good locker room that year and we had to where we really think, thought we could, you know, take that, uh, you know, we got off to a little bit of a slow start, but we kind of found a groove and, and got on a roll and. It was really fun stretch of hockey um, individually and as, as it, that last, like, month and a half or whatever it was of my...
0: Yeah, obviously, let's talk a little bit about that second-half run because one of my favorite games I've ever been to um, was the game at Providence, which kind of started that second-half run after you guys uh, ended that five-game losing streak. And I know you talked about how you had a bad memory against Providence um, at Providence your freshman year, but it must have been nice to, one, end off uh, playing at that arena with a good memory because you guys were coming off a five-game losing streak at the time. So I guess what was the message heading into that game? And just talk about that win and what it meant to you guys going on that run because Tanner Creel probably played one of the best games I've ever seen from a goalie at UConn for my time watching the team since, like, 2012. It was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, there's a few things I think about um, when I look back on that one during that run you know there was some irony four years earlier we went into providence and and um and that year we also went to north Beach, and those were two buildings we had never won in and you know, during that final stretch my senior year we went into both of those rinks um So, to kind of come full circle on that was pretty cool. And like you said we were going into that game in Providence, coming off like a, a losing, just coming into net. And it kind of just, it could have gone one of two ways and given Tanner a ton of credit. Like, he really focused and he was ready for the challenge. You know, even him coming in, it might have focused us a little bit more. And, you know, we, we played great that night uh beat a good person. it was either the next night or a couple nights later we went and came from behind again against unh to win there i think that was a really big game because over the course of our career we had had some of those um but a few times we struggled to to game and so to to beat unh after beating providence i think it set the momentum and and you know really propelled us in the right
0: yeah and obviously you had that special game against Boston University at at home which is probably what I think the most memorable moment I guess when you think about that second half run uh, beating BU in overtime when Maxim Latunov got that OT backhand winner Uh, from a player's perspective I got asked what was that game like for you and talk about that overtime winner that Maxim scored
1: looking back at my career that was my favorite game um bc game is close but for me the bu game i think it was you know to kind of win it was to win seven or eight games in a row whatever night that night actually um so again everyone had their parents there and it was and you know we came from behind i remember i got hit pretty hard uh in the first or second period and I know at the time but I broke my I fractured my sternum and separated and so um I remember being kind of like struggling to play the rest again it was just a team effort and you know the capping and in overtime was you know amazing and how to do it against BU um that was that was my favorite game.
0: Now, what was it like playing with Maxim? Because he's obviously one of, I guess, in my opinion, another UConn hockey legend along with Tage Thompson. And I'm assuming it must have been cool to play with him just because I feel like he was kind of an unknown player heading into UConn, but kind of made a name for himself uh, in his junior year, and his final year with the team.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, Max is a super skilled kid. And I think he just did a really good job of of acclimating himself. A a Russian guy and – and not having which he, he really spoke good English and you know did well in school and was good in the locker room. and uh, again, back at Yukon Hockey, he'll be one of those names that really helped program in the right direction. So um, yeah, a pleasure to play with.
0: Now in the postseason that season, that year, you guys lost to Boston University in a very hard-fought two-game series. Um, how have you reflected on that series, especially since that was your final games uh, with UConn? And also talk about uh, just the experience because being at that game, it felt like there was more UConn fans in the stands than there was BU. And it was one of the coolest memories I've ever had as a fan watching that uh, quarterfinal run, even though it didn't end the way you guys wanted it to. It was still like a good stepping stone in the right direction for the program.
1: Yeah, it was pretty disappointing to lose in two games, actually given the fact that, you know, I think honestly we all played them for for both those games. And, you know, that was a good Boston University team. They they had, you know, just now you, you saw him. He was one of the, the stars of the playoffs with, with Dallas. And um, he played good you know, we just didn't, didn't quite get it done, but I, you know, like you said, the support was great in Boston and it for two games, there was something to be proud of there. I, again, I think we were disappointed to get a little bit farther, but that was a good team in, at BU. They ended up winning. the. Um, you know, it was a disappointing way to end uh as a class, but I I remember being proud of of what we accomplished down the stretch there. Certainly felt like we had put you to the point where, you know, we could compete with, with those top teams.
0: Now, what have you taken away, I guess, from your UConn hockey experience when you look back on it today as a pro player?
1: You know, I think individually, you know, what we talked about earlier the fact that i approved my and and really became ready to to uh i actually went i, I signed uh um you know that that boston university series and and really felt and played and and uh just really felt prepared become a yukon um uh, from a hockey standpoint and you know i think now looking back at the program and seeing where it's come there because we we did go there to try and establish the program to to, you know a higher level and i think you know done yet but it's certainly getting closer and there so it's it's awesome to see you know, the steps the program is taking NCAA tournament, you know, compete for a national championship, because, you know, I, UConn hockey shouldn't, shouldn't reach that point, really.
0: Yeah, and do you still follow the team um, as an alumni? And I guess it must have been cool for yourself to see the team make it to the hockey's championship game, uh, just because you had a big part in that, at least in my opinion, just the way your class kind of Help the program changes in the conference. So I'm curious if you, like, follow the team at all. It must be weird just because you didn't play with any of the players that are currently on the team except for, like, Cav. Cav's, like, the only guy that's left from uh, from your team uh, that's still on the team today.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I think uh, Cav, um, you know, like Tyler Helton, he mm-hmm. was a, you know, student and, and now to see him. You know, be a official member of the staff, but I definitely uh, still follow the team, um, keep up on a lot of the score. Uh, you know, we'll swap texts with Cav if not, and yeah, I I really enjoy that now. Like you said, I don't I don't have personal relationships with any of the guys. It's fun, and you still feel a lot of pride. You know to, uh, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed, uh, fall, um, since I've been gone.
0: Now, before we end off this interview, do you have any message or shout you want to give to UConn nation or to any of your former teammates that might be listening to this?
1: <laughs> um, so the UConn fans, um, you know, I, I always loved playing as a special place to play and now with the new rink coming here soon uh, there's no reason why that shouldn't be one of the best uh, buildings to play in and hockey to you know hopefully eventually make it back for for one of those games and it can just compete uh, you know continue to support that program because set it in the right direction and you know hopefully it can can reach the level that Graham's at so that would be my message message to the fans
0: Well, Spencer, if if you're ever in town, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to watch a UConn hockey game with you. I think that would be pretty fun. But uh, thank you so much, though, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Uh, It means so much to myself. And as a longtime fan of this program, it was so much fun getting the chance to watch you play. Thank you for the puck against Brown back in 2014. I was like 12 years old when you gave that to me, but I just wanted to say thank you uh, Like almost 10 years later years later but uh thanks for everything you've done for the program though it really does mean a lot as a fan and i appreciate what you've done and thank you for coming on i really i really do appreciate uh what you've done for myself and the program as well
1: yeah awesome to hear what you're doing uh for the program and um you know giving fans to to learn more about both the men's and women's program um it's good work and thanks for having me on i enjoyed it <laughs> i've been trying hard to
0: keep my cool but when you're near there's nothing that i can do when you're walking in i know it's true i it doesn't even matter how hard i try because when i hear your voice my walls come
1: down boy you are